0: Curve, every part,
1: i yeah. I'm strong and I love the skin,
0: I'm in every... Hi beauties. This is the Beyond Beauty Project with your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy, and we're so grateful to have you part of the conversation. Hi beauties. Welcome back. Today's episode is
1: with Mark St. Ange. Mark is a Halifax-based entrepreneur, scientist, investor, and advisor, fostering transformative change across well-being and food sustainability he has been recognized as one of canada's top leaders in corporate environmental stewardship mark is the founder of several biotechnology companies including the one we will be focusing in on today bend beauty bend beauty and the beyond beauty project have formed a beautiful partnership based on our aligned collective missions to make positive changes in the beauty industry We both believe that aging is a privilege, and we believe that beauty comes from within. I enjoyed our conversation so much that we talked for over two hours. Needless to say, I cut it down a bit for you guys. But Mark is really kind, and he's super smart. I learned so much from our conversation, and I know that you will too. Before we go on to our conversation, I just wanted to share a quote from Mark. Mark says... The cultural norms of society have reduced beauty to a superficial look. Real beauty starts on the inside when we show up as our most authentic selves. At Ben Beauty, we define beauty as a state of being. The conscious choice to live meaningfully, authentically, and a touch magically. This is how we are bending beauty. I just love that quote and getting to know Ben Beauty... Over the last year of our partnership, I just see how they are really walking their talk and they are, they are really making changes in the beauty industry. So with that, I will let you enjoy the conversation and I hope you enjoy. Hi everybody. Welcome back. I am your host, Bridget burrick Brown. Today, I am joined by Mark St. Audge. He is the founder and CEO of Ben Beauty. I really fell in love with this brand as soon as I learned about its beautiful values and goals. And I've become even more of a fan after seeing the results of your products. So I am just really excited to dive in today and learn more from you. Welcome. Thank you for being here
2: thanks bridget. It's nice to um i guess finally meet you virtually yeah it's it's been so exciting to to collaborate um with the beyond Beauty project
1: I know I love you guys provide such beautiful scientific backing to a lot of what we're um advocating for so yes it's been it's been really nice
2: mm-hmm. well, i am so... I'm truly a scientist at my core, so it's I I see the world there's, there is the science lens, but there's also kind of like the, the purpose, Um, you know, the, the more emotional side that I try to bring into it as well, but it always starts with a strong foundation of science.
1: I love that you do that. So I know you haven't always been in the beauty space. So I'd love to just hear how you founded Ben beauty and why.
2: Yeah. So Actually, you know, to be to be honest, I've been involved in natural products for about twenty five years. So it's it's been a big, big part of my whole professional journey. It actually started when I was kind of uh, late teens, early twenties. I was actually very ill. I was uh, mm. really struggling. Um, there was really nothing beautiful about my life back then. Um, and you know, and, and it was one of those kind of personal journeys where. I couldn't find the help that I needed to, uh, to get through that. Um, To make a long story short, I, there was a number of things that really helped me have that breakthrough, uh, both physiologically to heal my body. At The same time I realized the universe just put me on this whole new path. And I I became so passionate about natural product, natural healing, looking at the body in a completely different perspective than I had before. Uh, I wasn't ignorant to health before, but I, wasn't really tuned into how the body really works
0: um,
2: and why it's so important for us to be responsible for our own biology. And a lot of people don't have that education. I think there's more awareness now, but there's a long ways to go. So we need to educate people. And uh, now eventually I spent a long time in um, the omega-3 category. So omega-3 is one of the big nutritional supplement categories. So that's where I saw the opportunity to make my first kind of impact from bringing something that I knew could create so much healing for people. If we need to build the awareness platform, but then, you know, formulate uh, and manufacture the products that are going to make a difference. And for me, it's always like uh, finding that void, you know, fish oils existed and omega-3 supplements existed back when I, yeah. I launched my business in 2003, but nobody took them. Right. Because fish oils were always considered to be socially unacceptable. Right. I mean, when you, when you pop those pills, you know, you're, you're burping up disgusting fish all day day long. So regardless of what benefits they can bring to you, you know, we are social creatures. We're not going to subject ourselves to that kind of um, incompatible social um, environment. Yep. So, yeah. So we uh, developed Really leading edge technology manufacturing. Um, we built a brand that was called Nutracy. and it was an amazing journey. It had ups and downs, but um, you know, we became a brand leader in Canada. We had really good distribution in the US, uh, nice. a little bit internationally, and that really—that was my first real deep dive into consumer products. Um, you know, and and developing. A scientific platform to, you know, choose what you're going to do and be the best in the world at that, and that's, I think, what we did. Um, but then that, uh, I exited that business back in 2015. Okay. Then, of course, you know, it's a bookend, right? And so you you oh, you take that pause and say, well, what what does the next chapter, you know, what what I want to look like, what do I want to script for the next the next act, and 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 you know, Bend became part of that. There's other aspects of my life entrepreneurial life uh today but everything revolves for me around the theme of of wellness um Mm. food is very big for me right now food sustainability um climate change of course you know uh, i think if you really get all the way down to my core you realize mark is just a tree hugger and i use commercial (laughs) absolutely um i don't i don't shy away from that because it's, it's like we all believe something there's there's that intrinsic how you see the world, and and what what things you'd like to change about the world, what things you'd like to change about yourself. Um, I use commercial platforms to create those changes, uh, yeah. and so Ben Ben Beauty became part of that next chapter.
1: I love that. So, was one of your first products an Omega products?
2: Yeah, you know what the the research for our flagship product at Ben actually started with the old company. Okay, and you know so. The company was called Ascenta Health. The product brand was Nutrissy. And, you know, we were the category leader, but the market was becoming very saturated. It was a very mature mature market. Um, But we're always looking ahead. And and way back, I think it was in 2009, I think is when we started doing the fundamental research on more condition-specific applications of these very, very important nutritional uh, lipids. And really what I saw is the... The event, eventuality of the convergence of beauty and health, right? The two sides of the same coin. Yeah. And 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 when we you start to really understand the biology of the skin, you realize topicals are very important. You know, uh, I can't dispute that. However, there's such a huge fundamental aspect of skin health, uh, oh, how our skin changes as we get older, uh, how our skin. Uh, you know, uh, reacts to the environment. So UV radiation, uh, pollution, uh, all the elements. So that is really the foundational aspect of that is nutrition. And yes, supplements do play a role. Food is obviously, you know, key to that. Also what we feed ourselves emotionally, how we process our emotions. That's all part of the, you know, the underlying philosophy of, of Ben beauty.
1: Absolutely. I know at Ben Beauty, you talk about what it means to have a beautiful life. And I ask every guest on my show, how they would define beauty. So I'm curious your answer to that. And you can add in what it means just to have a beautiful life for you as
2: well. I, yeah, so of course, I ask myself that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. Do I get always the same answer? Probably not, simply because I think it's, you know, life is dynamic, life is always changing. And what I like to think about is like, what is the context that I can hold right now, that's going to make me feel better um, mm-hmm. and bring about, you know, my most authentic self. And as on- entrepreneurs, which you know, um, it's, a, it's a really challenging, you know, journey that you can go on. It's yeah. It is full of ups and downs. And this is where we can also get into kind of these ideas around external beauty standards. But in in the world of, yeah. of, of commerce, there's so many expectations. There's so many pressures, um, you know, that, you know, uh, you know, the world of commerce is really still, it's driven by greed, exploitation, yeah. power dynamics, yeah. you yeah. know? And so that is, it's really hard. It takes a lot of courage to really show up as your most authentic self, and so for absolutely. me like that is that is the most beautiful thing is when you can show up in any kind of environment as your most authentic self absolutely and, and so for me, I think I always take a step back and say, okay, how do I what are the what are the key feeling indicators that I would love to see show up more? what are the mm-hmm. ones that feel missing i'll make a will make a list like all these different emotions that you can check yeah, I kind of feel that or that one feels like it's out of balance. And, and so that's where my context is always shifting. A lot of times what I'm not doing is creating space for just, um, relaxation, mm. Uh probably not creating enough uh, space in my life to be with family and friends. Uh, nature is really, really important for me. Like I, I take on a lot of energies from, from other people. Yeah. Um, and you know, nature is how I ground and reset and, you know, I I just take, I I need to take a little bit more time to process all the stuff that is happening in my life, because I feel like a lot of illness relates to stress and stress is just unprocessed information. So giving myself permission and and the space to go and process that information.
1: And the time I'm, uh, I'm feeling that a lot right now. I've sort of after our interview today, I've sort of like cleared my schedule to the end of January because I'm like, I just need time and space to have unscheduled time. And if we, I don't have a lot of unscheduled time. Mm-hmm. I heard you say something really cool um, in a podcast I listened to of, two of yours where you said the magic happens when you're in your natural rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like when I have unscheduled time. It's like, I can be going with the flow. Like, should I, am I supposed to go this way? Or am I supposed to go that way? Like we don't have a lot of that left when we're so scheduled. Um, But I thought that was really beautiful that you said that. Okay. You talk a lot about, and I hear your team talking about this bending beauty, which I love. Can you explain Mm -hmm. to us what that means for you?
2: Yeah. So going back to, I guess, 2016, when we've basically launched the brand, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a statement to say, you know, look, we are different. You know, we're coming into an industry that's so uh, narrowly focused on topicals um, mm-hmm. and various kind of, you know, treatments. So there, there is that whole, uh, that missing element of, well, wait a second, you know, like no one's even talking about this inside out approach yeah right. And so you know, it's kind of like taking that narrow path that the industry was on, even though like, look, it's there's so much innovation that happens, you know, in the topical space. Uh, there's a lot of great products, great brands. Um, but I think the narrative was was all wrong and 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 I think that we're trying to uh, transform and bend you know that path to really be a little bit more holistic, right? It's like, we can teach you about the biology of your skin. Certainly that's part of our role. And we can show you what changes will happen when you incorporate some of these principles and these products. Um, but we also knew like, just it's one thing to create a product platform, but as a brand, we know that, you know, it's, it's our mission and, and part of our purpose to say, we need to redefine what is beauty Um, Mm. you know, so we talk from a product perspective, we talk about the inside out approach, but for us, I think like all beauty, as much as beauty can show up uh, on the outside and, and how we, you know, radiate onto the world, but it it always has to start from within, like, you know, and it's, we're talking all about authenticity. Like when we show up as our most authentic self, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the real beauty. I mean, you, you know, just by the people you spend time with. It's yeah. those, it's those special people that have the courage to just be and express, um, fully. Um, yes, there's a nutritional component too, because I think that is a fundamental creating the climate for beauty to happen. There's, there's the psychological aspect, then there's the physiological aspect and, yep. uh, we need them both. And when Absolutely. we do that, you know, the way that people will experience, uh, our journey in life will be so much different. And mm-hmm. and that's, I guess that is especially, you know, why we wanted to, to partner with um, the Beyond Beauty project is there's the cultural climate for beauty is very toxic. yeah And it's been that way for such a long time. And, you know, especially it's, it's a lot more toxic for women, of course. And the amount of trauma, it's not just about how do you, you know, get yourself onto a different path and change your perspective. There's so much trauma embedded within beauty um, and that it's, it's generational now. And so it's, it's not going to change overnight, but we need to build that community, start changing the narrative. And, you know, Ben, Ben beauty is playing, we'll say it's still a small role, but it's, it's a role I think that is, is so important, you know, to include in, into the overall conversation.
1: I think you're playing a beautiful role because we need the beauty brands to be stepping up and saying like, I won't use the narratives anti-aging or I want to look at the whole self. Like I know I can provide you with quality products, but it's also your emotional life, your spiritual life. I um, have a saying, it's also became like my mantra. I say, beauty is how we feel. So beauty to me is how I feel. Because I spent over 20 years working as a professional model. And um I had, I just had this breaking point where I was really broken physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, every part of me. I went through like a series of miscarriages. And um that was there was a few things that already solidified that saying for me, but at that moment I was like, beauty's how you feel. Like people would be like, but you look beautiful. I'm like, I don't feel beautiful. And I want to feel good mentally. I want to feel good physically. I want to feel strong and alive, you know, in my body. But um, one of the first times that that message really, like, I really understood it. I was studying as to be a personal trainer and studying holistic health. And so I just started naturally changing things in my diet and how I was sort of like how I was sleeping and um, handling my stress. And I had dealt with acne horribly in my early twenties. I was on Accutane twice, and and I started my skin started getting so much better. And I was like, wow! And it was sustainable. I was, and I, I remember I went to work after not being at work with this specific makeup artist, like six months later. And she's like, what have you been doing? And I'm like, I've been taking care of myself from the inside out. So -hmm. I was sort of like my own case study. And that's when I was sold. So I want to dive into this physical health aspect and how it sort of like spills over into how we look or how we radiate in, in the world as most of us know, skin is our biggest organ, and we can tell a lot about what's going on constitutionally inside. So I want to start breaking down some of like the more common terms that we use when people think about skin health, like collagen. But before we dive into these, I want to start with something that I know that you're an expert on, nutraceuticals. So I'd love for you just to explain what they are and why they're important to our overall health and our skin health.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every country is a little bit different in Canada. We call them natural health products in the U S dietary supplements, but generally nutraceuticals, which can include the the basic nutrients, but it's a much broader class, you know, beyond vitamins and minerals. Uh, and these are, they can be extracts of, of natural products that seem to elicit some kind of, uh, physiological or cellular response. So the body there's, Think of your body as an information system, right? Mm-hmm. And certainly, there you know the the um, essential nutrients, the vitamins, minerals, and and the essential amino acids are important building blocks. But then there's also all these wonderful, beautiful um, you know plant um, you know medicines that when we they all carry certain information, right? And so when when we ingest them, right our body is responding to it. And the way the body responds to it is it, it changes the expression of the DNA. It just mm. changes its whole behavior. Um, so nutraceuticals. And I think part of the really exciting aspect of that is how we actually reprogram the body, uh, in very intelligent scientifically valid ways that we can elicit a response, a more healthy response, because a lot mm. of people, if you look, if you look underneath the hood, There's a lot of negative things that are happening, right? And sometimes they're not even aware of that. But you know, this is where we can we have so many you know incredible tools that can have really meaningful differences. And I think a lot of people initially would get turned off by you know nutraceuticals because sometimes it's overwhelming. I mean, thousands of products, right? And and how do you if you're really stepping into this for the for the first time, it's going to be super overwhelming. We've try to distill that down into something that is, you know, uh, a logical framework that yes, we're, we're supporting your overall wellness, but we're also supporting in some very direct and impactful ways, your skin.
1: I love that. Let's dive into the gut skin connection. Can you just explain why, how it works, why it's so important?
2: Yeah. So You know that the gut skin axis is super topical right now. Not topical in the sense of skincare, but um, in terms of the conversation at Ben Beauty, because we have been really focused now on the gut skin axis. And when you start to hear uh, in in the you know the skin skincare world the the idea of like this axis, what we're doing is we're making some very logical um, connections between a function that we might not see. but is an important function in the body that produces health, but there's a very, very direct uh, impact that it, that it has on the skin. Um, So the gut has a very strong connection to uh, the skin. And so when we think of the, the body's, um, you know, lining, we think of like the skin, well, you know, the, the gut, the intestinal tract, you know, is kind of almost part of that, that same lining, right? Mm -hmm. Those cells are, have some some similarities you know they're they're governing kind of what can enter into truly into the body so through the bloodstream and what is going to keep out and a lot of times what we see is like in so many people like two-thirds of of all north americans suffer from from some kind of gut issue yeah but when those when the gut becomes a little bit imbalanced, we 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 can almost always measure something in the skin right? Sometimes it's something very chronic. Some people have, uh, it shows up as eczema, right? Or yeah. rosacea. A lot of times we can, we can address these by going to the core of how do we reestablish gut health?
1: Yeah. Do you feel like there's a big connection between hormones and gut health?
2: Yeah. So the gut is, is almost like the root. I mean, it, it implicates so many different things because When we don't have a healthy gut, we have so many things that are leaching into our body. Uh, There is a lot of good bacteria in in the gut. There's also a lot of, you know, potentially harmful bacteria in the gut. And what happens when we start to get that imbalance is that the the secretions of the, the bad bacteria can leach now into the bloodstream. They can create inflammation. That inflammation doesn't stay localized. It actually becomes systemic. In fact, yeah. when we talk about this idea of chronic inflammation, a lot, a lot of experts will say like the set point for your specific chronic inflammatory level is really governed by uh, the gut.
0: Yeah. Right? So if,
2: if, you, if you target the gut and say, well, I want to repair that leakiness because it's, yep. it's not only bacterial toxins that are leaking into the bloodstream, it's also, you know, food particles. You know, this is, yeah. uh, this is where a whole host of, you know, uh, immuno-inflammatory immuno-inflam- issues uh, can really plague and, and bring down your health is when we have that that leaky gut aspect. But it's, it's very, very, um, very fixable.
1: When you say that with two thirds of us are suffering from gut conditions, do you think most of it's leaky gut or a lot of it?
2: Yeah, I think, because of the way the gut works, um, like the gut has, it has the ability to, um, you know, increase the leakiness and decrease the leakiness. And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, you know, under really good health conditions, you know, that's a very regulated process. Right. But as soon as you have, you know, uh, additional inflammatory insults on, onto the gut, uh, so that could be, uh, the foods you're eating are not compatible um Mm -hmm. they might pro-inflammatory foods could be things like alcohol uh could be stress you know people don't realize that stress and the impact that that has on our physiology shows up a lot in the the gut and and can promote you know leakiness uh antibiotic use or excessive antibiotic use will will cause the the dysbiosis and the the leakiness
1: yeah Um, motrin those sort of yep yeah how do how do we um like create a more rejuvenating environment in our gut yeah and do you have I, any products that can help us because <laughs>
2: <laughs> well so i i'll tell you um personal story i have really suffered from ibs for i don't know probably two decades um yeah. so you know i definitely fit within the two thirds and there's probably yeah. <clears throat> within the two thirds, there are people that this is, this is like a daily issue that they're, they're struggling with. Um, and you know, and, and it's, a, it also tends to run in the family. So, uh, so there's a genetic component to this as well. Yeah. So for me, it was really important to think about how can Ben Beauty, um, formulate a product that would, you know, help, um, you know, with overall gut health,
0: yeah. um,
2: really looking at, you know, there's a lot of gut products out there, um, but I thought there was really an opportunity to do things a little bit differently um, because it's it needs to be more than just a fiber product. It's, most people just think you know throw in a little extra fiber and you know, you know off to the races, but, um, okay. but the, the gut can be so uh, I mean, I've tried a lot of things in the past, and they haven't worked. Uh, including probiotics, like a lot of people think, well, I'll go to the store and I'll I'll buy a probiotic and that they're supposed to be good, you know, to, uh, for the gut. But, you know, thinking like a lot of these, a lot of these probiotic products, they offer, you know, three, four, five, six different types of strains, right? Yeah. But actually what's in your gut in terms of the beneficial microbes that we want to augment, um, is hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of different Beneficial bacteria. So we need to think about, you know, the the gut as a very diverse um, ecosystem.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do
2: we create the climate for all those bacteria to really proliferate um, and really suppress a lot of the, you know, the, the bacteria or yeast that uh, tend to wreak havoc when they're, you know, when their levels get too high. Yeah. And so prebiotic fibers are incredibly important for that. Uh, and of course that is one of the things that we formulated clinically proven prebiotic fibers, you know, not all fibers are created equal. You know, first of all, some are just impossible to take, you know, they, they get thick or they're gritty um, mm-hmm. taking uh, fiber supplements with um, too much insoluble fiber can actually make the situation worse, you know, because mm-hmm. they can actually, they can actually irritate, um, and cause friction in the gut. But a a really good prebiotic fibers will not cause any bloating and distension. If you've ever heard of FODMAPS, right? FODMAPS is a big thing, um, in the food world. And, uh, people wonder like, Oh, I'm always chronically, you know, bloated and my stomach is distended, but I think I'm eating a healthy diet. But the reality is, is that certain foods actually contain, um, a higher percentage of what they call these FODMAP uh, nutrients that tend to be things like fructans, um, these hard to digest carbohydrates. Huh. And when that, when they get lower into the gut, um, they create some hyper fermentation in the wrong types of bacteria. Yes. A lot of bloating and distension. Yes. It can be inflammation, but it's also sometimes even just um, an, a dramatic increase in, in gas, you know, uh formation in different, you know, parts of the of the gut. So we want uh fibers that are low FODMAP. And and okay it's it's uh it's something that you know we made sure that the fibers that we're formulating with are not going to cause those issues. So we went with really low FODMAP uh soluble fibers that really when you mix them into water they're you know it's um, it's almost still like drinking water. There's no texture. It's very light. They dissolve, they dissolve clear. Um, and there's, we wanted to have more than one soluble fiber because we also know that certain fibers favor certain types of these, uh, beneficial bacteria.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. It's creating the climate for that whole bacterial ecosystem to really thrive. And the cool thing is, is like when you get those microbes really working on your behalf, they can do a lot of the repair work on their own. Okay. Right. So they're, they're also excreting things that, you know, the gut cells need, right? It's a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah. So the gut is giving uh, something that the bacteria need and then the bacteria are giving certain things that the gut needs. Sometimes it's even vitamins, right? These bacteria are really um, good producers of certain B vitamins. But there's a lot of other things that they do to help maintain that really healthy, um, you know, uh, gut flora. The other aspect of what Ben Beauty really focused on with this product was uh, the gut immune system. Like 70% of all your immune cells are lining the gut. Yeah. Right? And so once again, you know, if we have these inflammatory insults coming in, you know, it's disrupting all your gut uh, balance it's then creating a more of a systemic effect that's going to affect your entire body. So we need to make sure that we uh, don't include into our diet the things that are really strong aggravators of the gut immune system. Okay But we are also able to add a formula into this um, into this product a, a product that actually is good at modulating that immune system, right? So it doesn't become super reactive, right? It still allows the gut to perform, it's those immune cells to perform their function because they're there for a reason. But a lot of times what we're suffering from is overactivation of our immune systems because yeah. immune activation leads to inflammation, right? They're part of the yes. same system. So there is a, there is a really cool uh, mushroom called tremella, sometimes yes. called, um, you know, snow fungus, sometimes called silver ear mushroom. And it has amazing properties for really uh, soothing the gut. Uh, It's able to modulate those immune cells uh, that, that line the gut. And um, you know, Mm -hmm. so I had been taking, so here's another cool thing. I learned from this uh, really brilliant um, natural medical doctor about Tremellum probably six or seven years ago. He was having such tremendous results with his patients but what he was asking people to do is go to the, the Chinese food store and uh, buy uh, the tremella mushrooms dry, which is part of a very traditional dish in China and come home and prepare it, you know, and it takes about maybe about an hour and a half to prepare the mushroom um, to boiling, etc., And then you puree that and then drink a little bit every day. And I said, well, I, I'm, I, I would try anything. Like I've, it's literally yeah. you know, like a, ten, a 20 year battle, probably trying to get my, I got to really, um, support my, the health that I I was really looking to achieve. So,
0: um,
2: I went home and I boiled it and, you know, I pureed it and I started drinking, you know, a little bit every day. And it was incredible. It was the first time that Mm -hmm. I would, I could go really long stretches without having, um, that to be in the background of my daily life. Right. It's Mm -hmm. if anyone that has like IBS or some of these other inflammatory, bowel conditions. Now it's always in the background. Right. And, and so this is the first time where I had long stretches where I didn't have to deal with that at all, but not everyone's uh, going to go through the the trouble of preparing, you know, this type of a mushroom that way. No, so I was thinking of, the same thing.
1: <laughs> I was like, I yeah. wouldn't do that.
2: So we were able to find um, an organic supplier of a very concentrated extract. So once again, to reduce the amount of mushroom that you need to consume we want to find perhaps something that's a lot more concentrated so this is like a 10 to 1 concentration so it would take 10 kilograms of the mushroom to create one kilogram of the extract and i also really believe in organic Um, so this was a great opportunity this product we're able to source every single ingredient as certified organic again you know like we we accumulate so many toxins um you know, as we go through life, uh, the body never really catches up. <clears throat> so the more we can prevent those toxins coming in, the better the body's going to be at, at handling, um, you know, uh, the detoxification process. So certified organic is always a priority for us at Ben beauty. And this yep. product is entirely, um, uh, certified organic. I will say I actually have, the product is just launching actually next week. So it's it's Amazing. very, very timely. But the product, the product is called gut glow.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Right. And so this so is excited. kind of it's so a gut health product. But knowing that we're really as part of what what Ben Beauty calls the skin health climate or the skin climate. I love that. The gut skin axis is so important. We cannot, if we're really looking for um, best care when it comes to skin we can't ignore the gut. It's gotta be one of the pillars that we really focus on, not just through supplements, uh, but through all the other aspects of, you know, the food we eat, you know, the yeah. exercising, um, the stress. I,
1: stress. I love how you keep commenting on the stress because I think it's such a huge part where everyone's so stressed. Now there's so many people that just walk around. I'm stressed. I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed, you know? Is the gut glow? Does it have the tremella and fiber in it? Can you tell us a little bit about the ingredients?
2: Yeah. So the number one ingredient is, uh, in terms of volume, would be uh, organic sun fiber. So sun okay. fiber is partially hydrolyzed guar bean. So guar or like guar bean or guar gum is something that some people are familiar with. When you when you actually uh, use enzymes to break down the guar fiber into smaller uh, components, you still get the benefits of the fiber, but you also don't get the very difficult texture. You don't get the mm-hmm. bloating. Um, yeah. and this, this is a, an amazing, um, ingredient that has been so well studied. It, um, it is shown in studies to, uh, actually reduce gut irritability, uh, reduce bloating. Um, nice. it reduces, um, uh, let me see. It actually doesn't, Reduced, but actually increases the beneficial bacteria of course it it's you know all this is in improving regularity and, and regularity isn't the same for every single person yeah. um, so uh we we don't want to say like you should have x amount of bowel movements per day yeah. you know there is a range but we're all we're all so unique and different but uh having that type of clinically proven soluble fiber along with certified organic acacia gum acacia gum is is also a really good soluble fiber that tends to favor some of the other uh bacteria that maybe sun fiber is not um and then the third ingredient of course is the 10 to 1 tremella extract so it's it's just three ingredients there's no non-medicinals there's no fillers uh it's just purely those three ingredients i like that too because it's you know me too uh, the world is so full of impure and excess, you know, uh, that, you know, get getting down to three things that we know are going to do nothing but nourish the gut and, and people hopefully see, you know, um, improvements in different aspects of their, their health. I mean, when you fix the gut, you'll be surprised what other things also come along with that.
1: I feel like if you fix the gut, you fix like 90% of things, (laughs) Well, maybe more, you know,
2: Even more than the, the gut-skin axis, people might be more familiar with hearing about reading the gut-brain axis, right? Yeah. So that stuff that starts to leak through that leaky gut, so the, those pores in our, in our gastrointestinal tract, those are creating inflammation. We know that inflammation, uh, chronic inflammation, is really doing a number on our brain chemistry. Yeah. You know, there's, there's research to show that, you know, um, forms of depression are probably... Have a, a chronic inflammatory underpinning. You know, there's yeah. been some really good research. You know, in the omega three fatty acid uh, world, it says yep. administration of omega three long chain omega three fats is you know as or, or or more effective than traditional antidepressant medications.
0: Wow, uh,
2: now you should. I did. I didn't know that. Yeah. So always consult a, a physician if you do have a medical condition and is not to say that you should go off any, uh, you know, medication, but, you know, the research is really compelling. You know, they're, they're learning so much about what is this silent. Sometimes they call it silent inflammation because you and I right now, we probably say, well, I don't really feel inflamed. I don't have, you know, a sore joint um, or, you know, an awkward kind of pain or irritation. No, that's fine. But you and I both have uh, measurable amounts of, Chronic inflammation, and yeah. as we get older, that increases. It's been it's plagued a lot of um, health experts for a long time. Why does this actually show a very predictable age related increase? And mm-hmm. what is the what is the consequence of having these you know uh, growing levels of chronic inflammation? There's a lot more known now. Uh, in fact, there's a a term that's been uh, deemed "inflammaging," so inflammation plus aging, because it's mm-hmm. it's like I study longevity quite a bit and we bring a lot of those concepts into the Ben Beauty product line. But when people ask me about, okay, well, what are the best, what is, what is the best approach to increase health span, right? And it's probably a better way. Like, what, what is really longevity? I mean, people people are dying of chronic disease. So do yeah. we want to really prolong their, their suffering? No, we don't. We, what we want to yeah. do is really target
1: Want to feel expanding, alive? Expanding,
2: expanding the healthy years, right? Yep. Um, and from all the research that's out there today, what it really distills down to, if there's one thing that you can do that is going to have uh, a really uh, significant impact, it's focus on inflammation.
1: Mm. Right?
2: So inflammation, once again, gets down to okay, what are the foods that I'm eating? Am I eating a pro-inflammatory or anti-inflammatory diet? Yep. Am I taking supplements that are clinically proven to reduce chronic inflammatory load? Um, you know, it's also, we can, we can induce inflammation just through having the wrong thoughts, the wrong an yep. in, in, in imbalanced emotional state. Um, mm-hmm. This is a, it's not easy being human. And, and, no. you know, pre, the world was all was pre pandemic. The world was already very fast paced. And, you know, very kind of, um, I think, you know, North American society is very exploitive, right? And so, you know, we talked earlier about kind of like the business culture. That's, you know, what corporate America and corporate North America is really all about. It's like we're exploiting our employees. Uh, It's a terrible thing because now we have a world full of um, people who are, have some form of mental imbalance, um, you know, um, and they have, you know, they're on the verge of burnout, right? So those go in oh, yeah. and, and mental unwellness and, and and burnout. Um, then you add the pandemic on top of that. It's like, wow, like, you know, there's a lot of people really suffering out there. And we could also pro- chart the, the, the fluctuations in their, uh, chronic inflammatory load, you know, uh, that correspond with their psychological processing or, or emotional health, Yeah. Um, so you cannot escape um the the idea that you know well-being and longevity or health span is a holistic you you can you can't take a a, a silver bullet kind of pill and hope that everything is going to get better because yeah we have to think about from all perspectives what are we putting into our body um physical into and 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 mental things uh, that are creating imbalance and what can we actually in that are actually having very positive effect
1: so when it comes to supplements um can't you be taking supplements that aren't created i guess nicely and really be causing inflammation in your body thinking you're doing something good
2: yeah it's uh you can create what what i call supplement stress
0: Mm.
2: And you'd be surprised how often this shows up. But actually, I'm involved in another um, technology company that is able to measure things like this. You know, mm-hmm. um, I love the fact that we're moving more and more towards you know this kind of personalization approach to to well being, yeah. because mm-hmm. our genes are all different, right? And so, and and the environment that we're we're in is is very unique to the individual. Um, so our needs are not always the same. There's some supplements. I think that uh, the body's always going to have more of a tolerance for when we're maybe pushing it too high or, you know, uh, but some supplements it's the body's going to react very severely when we, we give it too much of what we thought was a good thing. And a lot of supplement brands out there operate on this premise that it's natural. So therefore it is not likely going to have any downside effect an adverse effect so if there's if there's extra that we're ingesting the the body can efficiently you know yeah. r- release that and that is not the case whatsoever um you know i've been involved in um you know medical research where we see like something a good a good case study is is, is one of the world's you know top athletes was really struggling um, in their, uh, you know, physical health, as well as their emotional health. And, you know, upon kind of some testing and interrogation realized there's two factors that was, um, you know, uh, impeding their body's ability to, to really thrive. And uh, one was a dietary thing an undiagnosed kind of dairy sensitivity, but the other thing was a B vitamin.
0: Mm.
2: So of course, you know, we need to have a certain amount of B vitamins. Um, they're extremely important for metabolic health, but a lot of the B vitamin supplements out there on the market are very high potency, you know, uh, you know, a hundred times, maybe what we, we need to consume through our diet. And the, the, the consensus is that, um, the body will just flush out what's, what's not needed.
1: Yeah. With the water, with the water soluble vitamins, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so thankfully, you know, the research is catching up and, you know, hopefully, you know, it's permeating out there that no, we have to be super careful because, uh, the B vitamins were frying this, uh, young person's uh, nervous system,
1: oh, wow! right.
2: Uh, causing, you know, major, you know, mental, emotional disturbances and, and, uh, taking simply, this is, this is what I was saying earlier is like, we need to be mindful of things that we have to stop putting into our body right? As yeah. much as thinking about the things that we could put in our body, right? Yeah. So removing something like a dietary supplement has had a huge effect, you know, within three weeks, uh, this person felt like a new person felt like their authentic self again, and could perform. Wow. In fact, you know, he went from struggling uh, as a performer in a sport that he, you know, has, uh, has been his passion his entire life to, yeah. going and winning the world championship,
1: Wow. In such a
2: short period of time, so he was making
1: uh, his system toxic, and he thought he was doing something good, wow, yeah,
2: exactly now, having you know he had access to a lot of testing that you know was accessible and and could inform, okay oh wow, you know, here's some things that we you know truly red flags um For the average person that doesn't have access to these sophisticated, you know, uh, expensive tests, you really need to focus on building greater awareness of how your body feels under different states. Uh, Sometimes it's really good to just really clear the system like, you know, and um, do elimination diets or do a little bit of fasting. And, you know, even short for some supplements, I, I recommend like just go off them for a little bit um yeah. and just clear your system you might just rediscover what it feels like to be the best you um yeah. and then and then as you start to add things back and in it's like things. just yeah be very mindful of of how you mm-hmm. feel
1: yeah i agree and add things in slowly okay i want to transfer into collagen because everybody wants to talk about collagen <laughs> <laughs> um i think that it's thrown all around a lot. People don't really know how it's actually working in our body when we take collagen supplements. And as consumers, um, how do you know that you're purchasing a quality collagen?
2: Well, quality collagen. Um, it's not really, uh, it's not exactly the way that I look at the collagen market. Um, first of all, I, I just explain a little bit, like how does collagen work? because there was probably, it was probably like 70 years ago. Um, I didn't know, I don't think the, you know, the scientific community actually knew how it worked. The assumption was, you know, collagen supplements were the building blocks of more collagen. So therefore if we consume them, you know, the body has more building blocks. That is not at all, you know, the case. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, collagen, you know, uh, is, you know, connective tissue and, you know, in, in, in the body, these are very long kind of, um, you know, protein structures that, you know, form the matrix. Uh, what they do with collagen supplements, though, is they chop them up uh, really small using enzymes. We call hydrolysis. So that typically they're called hydrolyzed collagen uh, peptides. And so these very small peptides and peptides are made up of amino acids, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to find lots of different sequences. Now, a lot of these in the really, when we talk about quality, we're talking about Uh, collagens that have very, very uh, low molecular weight. And another way of saying that is like the peptide sequences, the amount of amino acids is very small. And sometimes they could be just two amino acids, could be just three amino acids. But what is really interesting is that a portion of, if I had a scoop of collagen right now, only a small proportion of that collagen is what we call the bioactive peptides. Okay. Okay. So when we typically eat protein, our digestive starting in the stomach, um, we start to break down the proteins. uh, And then then the pancreas, you know, starts to secrete enzymes that further really breaks these down. It's typically, it's breaking these down into individual amino acids. And those individual amino acids get absorbed into the body and become part of our amino acid pool to build new healthy tissues. Yeah. So in any given person, The available amino acid pools are sufficient to form more collagen. So why doesn't? Why why is the collagen? Mm -hmm. So from your the age of early twenties till it's game over, um, uh, you're decreasing collagen production by about one percent per year.
1: Mm -hmm. We don't like that. So
2: you're going to see by by the difference between a twenty year old and an eighty year old is is about eighty percent loss of collagen you know, synthesis production. So, so going back to what I was saying is you have really good amino acid pools to build new healthy tissues, you know? So why is a person in their forties, you know, uh, seeing such a a decline in, in collagen production? So this is where, you know, collagen actually comes into play. And it's not about providing the building blocks because some of those small peptides have a sequence of amino acids that, actually get absorbed into the bloodstream without being broken down into the individual amino acids. So we call these like dipeptides and tripeptides. So, you know, might be two amino acids, might be three amino acids, but the specific sequence of those amino acids is very key because they get absorbed into the bloodstream. And when they actually reach um, the collagen-producing cells, we call these fibroblasts, um, so in the skin, you know, in the collagen matrix, we have cells called fibroblasts. And, and there's always something that gives those cells a signal to say, increase collagen production. Okay. Right? So what's really happening with the decrease in collagen production is it's losing that signal. So okay. there's something happening in the microenvironment of our collagen matrix where those cells that are supposed to be producing more collagen are actually not they're not getting the signal and so when these these collagen peptides these very specific ones reach those cells they actually bind to the cell so the cell has receptor sites right and so yeah. these these amino acids are able to bind to that that receptor site and that is triggering that sends the information to say okay we want to upregulate collagen production right so you i'd say you're re- restoring the signal you're not you're not providing building blocks. You're restoring the signal. That uh, is the interesting. Key to how collagen and and some other um, you know uh, nutritional strategies do work in increasing uh, formation of collagen, the collagen matrix.
1: Why do the signals stop working as well? Naturally, is not that not in, not inflammation?
2: Entirely? Well, part of that is there's a couple things. So inflammation is probably the number one thing. So. Um, what happens when, uh, the inflammation, uh, the chronic inflammatory levels start to increase? Well, what we know from, uh, scientific research is the cells start to change, um, changes their genetic expression. It changes what we call their phenotype. So the characteristics of that cell start to look like an older cell. We start to see degeneration. Okay. So a lot of what inflammation is doing in the body, um, in the acute phase, is, it's actually breaking down damaged tissue or where there might be um, bacteria or toxins or trauma. So inflammation is a very important um, process, part of our immune system. And on the, the acute phase, it's, hey, it's, it's really, really great. Um, chronically, though, here now we have, we still have those inflammatory signals that are, are really promoting breakdown in the body, degeneration. Yeah. And and when we uh and based on the research is when you start to reduce those levels you start to see the cell phenotype shift from a degenerative uh cell to one that is actually uh regenerative, right? Same yeah. cell. So it's just we changed the environment of the cell. And that's why Ben Beauty always calls this the skin climate and inflammation mm-hmm. is a key part of that. When we actually create the right climate for it's really all cells of our body, but we're focusing more on skin, yep, is that yep. we, we move the phenotype from degenerative to regenerative. It's, it's something that's been seen, observed in so many studies now. So we just change the environment of the cell. A good example is uh, I've used in, in different presentations. Researchers actually recruited uh, two groups of, of females. Average age was 20 uh, in one group, and then the average age was 80 in the other group. They actually did skin biopsies, and what they okay. did first thing is they they wanted to determine what is the is the the loss of collagen production between the two cells and so so it was about seventy to eighty percent so it's it kind of validated what had been seen A in other studies yep. so the next thing that they did was they isolated the collagen producing cells and they incubated them in to say you like think of like little petri dishes, yeah right, and they um, and then they allowed those cells to, to kind of grow the, the great, the really interesting thing is, is they, ch- what they really changed here was the environment that those cells were, uh, surrounded. in. so in the 80 year old group, there's a lot of chronic inflammation. Um, that's the microenvironment that those, those collagen producing cells were living in and it was suppressing them, right. Causing yeah. that more of the degeneration. You take them out of that environment and just put them in the exact same environment as the younger cells and then actually see what happens, what changes can be observed. And this was, I thought, was really, really fascinating. Now, the old cells didn't become identical to the new cells, but that that 80% gap in collagen production was reduced down to like 30-something. Wow. So So you're restoring in the older cells start to produce a more, uh, they establish a more younger phenotype. And that shows you that it's not like an old rusty car that it's just, it's, there's nothing you can do, Uh, Mm um, that there is that potential sitting within each, each cell. And we, when we change the environment of that cell, we change its phenotype. And in this case, we change it to a phenotype of a cell that is actually able to, uh, dramatically increase its, its own production level of in this case, collagen.
1: Yep. And is that the same? I feel like some of the aging we see, that people see when they're looking in the mirror, is this loss of bone mass. Will the collagen help that as well?
2: Yeah. So you're one of the very few people that I've ever heard appreciate um, the idea of bone mass, not just bone mass, but muscle mass. Mm -hmm. So when we think about the the visual signs of aging and we'll call it accelerated aging. Yep. Um, yes, you can, you can do things to, um, you know, um, stimulate the, the collagen matrix, right. Yep. And so that, and that's your skin. Right. That's great. Yep. But, but here's the thing is, you know, once we eat, uh, reach a certain age and I think it's very early, it's my, might, my might our twenties, this, our skin doesn't, um, have the capacity to expand and shrink. Okay. So if you think like, you know, uh, you know, I'm in my forties and, you know, the, um, the, the the amount of skin that I have on my face is going to be pretty much constant. But if, as I get older, uh, one of the, one of the major uh, changes that happens in our body is we lose muscle mass and we lose bone mass. So imagine Mm -hmm. if the volume of my skin is staying the same, but everything inside is actually shrinking, I'm yeah. losing muscle mass. I'm losing bone mass. Well, we're going to actually get a lot of sagging, right? It's it's like that excess skin thing. So it's we we need to realize that our our um, muscle and our skeletal structures are changing quite a bit. But there, this this is something that is actually quite easy to to address, right? It's like you can take supplements. Certainly, I'd say collagen. Yeah, um, ensuring adequate uh, calcium intake, uh, vitamin K two is essential for um maintaining you know bone bone mass and facial exercises i know sometimes we laugh at when we see people doing face <laughs> yoga and facial exercises this. but it works it's so important like we don't work out the muscles in our our face unless yeah. you know you're you're laughing all the time which would be great um, it's a really wow. good strategy yeah. to maintain the health and structure um appearance of of our of our skin is just using those muscles.
1: Muscles. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, Omega 3s, I feel like we didn't, because I was going to transfer into a marketing conversation, but I don't feel like we talked enough about Omega 3s and how just, like, how good they are for our skin health and overall health. Let's touch on that for a second.
2: Well, the Omegas, especially the Omega 3s, were my life are still my life, but you know, I don't know for 20 it years It was now. your
1: And it was your flagship, it's your flagship products, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was, you know, so the flagship product Renew and Protect,
1: Renew and Protect uh, yes.
2: is more than just the Omegas. Uh, it actually it's six active ingredients kind of really working uh, in synergy. And we've actually been shown in scientific studies that they are working very synergistically. Uh, but a big part of that are the Omega-3s, EPA and DHA; the, those are yeah. the active forms of omega three. They were my life twenty years ago. They still are my life today. I'm just as as passionate. The research just continues to emerge, emerge, emerge. It is awesome. so fundamental when we think of the really big impactful levers uh, for controlling inflammation. We mm. have to really focus in on the balance of the omega threes and the omega six fats. Okay. You know, omega sixes. Uh, considered to be pro-inflammatory because they do have that potential and sometimes they're demonized but you know um they're essential too right it's like we don't want to be deficient in the omega-6 fatty acids um thankfully there's it's really hard to find someone who is deficient but the the modern diet of course is where we have way too much of the omega-6s and we consume far too few of the uh, omega-3s it's one of the okay. worst deficiencies in developed nations. And and so what happens is the anti-inflammatory omega-3s are, you know, um, are uh, up against these pro-inflammatory omega-6s. And so it's, you know, think of like tipping the scales, you know, you're tipping the scale towards a pro-inflammatory phenotype or body. Right. Mm. And so think of the body is producing inflammation in response to some kind of trigger. Right. And so we talked a lot in this um, uh, in this podcast about all the different things that can trigger an inflammatory response, including just you know uh, mental processing. Yeah. Um, so when you stimulate those cells, what do you think happens? like you know so it's if you if the cell starts to liberate um, these fatty acids that go through this enzymatic conversion into uh, inflammatory, uh, mediators or inflammatory, um, you know, cells and, and, and chemicals in the body. If you have too much of the, uh, the pro-inflammatory, um, you know, uh, fatty acids, not enough of the anti-inflammatory fatty acids, then every time those cells get triggered, you're getting this really big inflammatory response. Mm. And that inflammatory response is going to lead to, uh, more and more of, a. You know, a, a degeneration phenotype uh, yeah. of our of our tissues. So and the fibers, you know, right? Exactly. No, think think of like most of these. Uh, the omega threes and omega sixes are stored in the cell membrane, right? And think of it as like parking spots. There's only mm-hmm. so many parking spots in that cell membrane, uh, and so if you um, you have too many of them occupied by the omega sixes. Then you're always going to get a, an inflammatory response. But if we simply start to increase, even if we didn't, even if we didn't uh, reduce the consumption of omega sixes, if we simply increase the consumption of omega threes, now they're competing for those parking spots in the cells, and they'll, they'll start to balance that out a little bit more. And yeah. when that happens, is you'll see uh, every inflammatory uh, stimulus now has a different response. It's mm-hmm. far less inflammatory. And there's another key aspect that you know people need to understand about inflammation is that there's an active process, right? And so where it's doing something very beneficial, but for some reason it doesn't turn off very effectively. Especially as we get older, it gets a bit faulty. Yeah. So this is the other side of omega threes um, is that they suppress the severity of inflammatory responses, but then they have the ability to turn off the switch when although the healing is done right oh, so that's cool yeah so it's called the resolution phase of inflammation so you have the active phase then you have the resolution phase and omega 3s play such an essential role in both um phases of that so omega 3s being kind of the hero of of your anti-inflammatory you know regimen whether it's through diet or through supplements um you know, that's going to have one of the most profound impacts on your overall health. It's going to impact yeah. how you age. In fact, recent research, um, there was a publication that, that demonstrated that a low omega-3 intake or low omega-3 status of our tissues is the equivalent uh, in terms of uh, the amount of um, healthy years that you have. It's the equivalent to, to being a long-term smoker. Right. Oh wow. So you think of like what are the downside effects uh, on our health and our, our overall longevity or health span from smoking? Well, it's the exact same um uh scenario as you know having a low omega-3 status. And if you're in the upper quartile of omega-3 intake, so let's say you are achieving the targeted omega-3 levels, that could add an, an additional approximately five years to your to your uh to your life uh mm-hmm. based on based on this research. That's significant. I'm never
1: I'm never forgetting to take my renew and protect again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well ever. we ever yeah, <laughs> we did we did some genetic studies with renew and protect and we actually saw that it actually significantly downregulates those inflammatory pathways.
1: Okay. I want to shift a little bit into marketing um, and branding. Um, Ben Beauty is recognized for helping change the beauty industry. Beyond Beauty Project is working diligently to change the narrative around beauty, as you guys are as well. Um, We're being very conscious of the brands that we partner with um, and making sure that they use verbiage that doesn't erode our self-worth. I love creams. I love all the topicals. I'm like a girly girl, but I don't want someone to use fear-based marketing or like tell me that I can't age. So I'm curious, I know you guys as a brand decided to change the name of your foundational product from an anti-aging formula to renew and protect. Explain why you decided to do that.
2: Yeah, I think if I can go back to kind of like the motive in the early days of going in as an anti-aging formula is we wanted to try to fit in. Right. So we're bringing, we're bringing a, a radically different, you know, concept into an industry that was like very narrow in its focus. So we wanted to kind of like have some relevance. We wanted to kind of fit in and and, and it was a category, right. There's, you know, uh, whether you're, you're shopping in store or online or, you know, product awards, you know, there was the anti-aging category. Yeah. And so when we try to match up, here's, here's a, here are all the claims that are approved yeah. for the product. Um, and they kind of match the category. So let's try to fit in. But then we realize, okay, well, no, why did we set out to do this in the first place? It's like, we're looking to change that narrative. Mm. Um, we realize that, you know, true beauty does start on the inside yeah. Um, and so we need to bring a more positive, um, energy and, um, uh, vernacular into how we were so hard on ourselves. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, I was talking to the team recently. It's like, we, we use the term like create a beautiful life a lot. Right. Um, because yep. we want people to be more, to consciously choose what it is that makes their life very special and, and a bit magical. But oh, if you yeah. distill it down even further, it's. Ben Beauty is really about self-love, you know, and that is probably something that is just deficient in our world, right? Yeah. Right. And so we needed to people to really think about self-love and celebrating everything about them. Like, it's not easy being authentic, you know, in this world. It takes a whole lot of courage, Um, but it is the most important thing. Yeah. Our best life is going to be always our, our most authentic life. And so as much as, you know, we're, we're a company, you know, um, really taking a hard hitting science approach to you yeah. know, changing, changing and improving the, the biology of, of our tissues and how the body functions, how the, you know, the skin ages is we truly, truly believe that we needed to, uh, move away from this fear-based, um, you know uh superficial concept of of what beauty is and um you know what aging is can you imagine we living a world in a world where we didn't have our elders right they play such an important role in society like everyone plays a really important role so aging is actually a really really good thing it's almost like a rite of passage yeah so like i agree with anti-inflammatory i agree Mm -hmm. with you know um anti a lot of things right and like our our world in the last couple of years has been very you know anti um anti-racism right and um so when it comes to anti-aging it's like well now you're you're basically saying that aging is a bad thing yeah and that we need to um eradicate aging and there's a lot of companies out there that are trying to eradicate aging they're petitioning the FDA to classify aging as a disease, right? What? Oh my ex- god! Absolutely. And if they if they're successful, then these pharmaceutical drugs that they're developing uh one day could be prescribed to every single human on the planet because aging is now a disease. It's something that we should fear.
1: Wow. Right?
2: And I think that is that's the old paradigm kind of clinging on to, um, you know, those the idea that, you know, we, uh, can exploit and dominate and, uh, uh, allow our kind of ego self to, you know, to, uh, you know, govern how people, you know, in everyday society have to, um, what our behaviors should and shouldn't be. And it's terrible. It's, it's, you know, we live in this, you know, uh, command and control kind of, you know, we, we always hear like toxic, you know, masculinity and, you know, I, I, I agree, you know, like sometimes there's truly toxic masculinity, but you know, the idea here is it's really, it's, it's, it's the ego drive, you know, saying that I'm so important that the world without me is just a terrible world and, yeah. you know, and they're looking for ways that they can further attack aging in this, in mm-hmm. this case as a disease.
1: Wow. I'm shocked. I've never heard of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, do do people want to live longer? I think yeah. people want to live healthier longer, that's for yeah. sure. I mean yeah. we, you know, uh our parents' generation and 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 the generations before them, you know, they were told that they need to work really hard and make lots of sacrifices. Yeah. And the harder you work and the more you sacrifice, one day when you finally get to retire, if you get to retire, You know, that that will be a good thing and you'll have something finally to enjoy. Yep. That's but what
1: do you get to enjoy if you don't have your health?
2: Right. So, you know, positive psychology would flip that on its on its head and say, Oh, wait a second. What we know from research is that when people orient themselves towards a happy and meaningful life in the present, Mm -hmm. they are healthier. They are, of course, happier. They have more energy. They're less sick. They're overall, they're more productive. In fact, they now possess all the traits that will allow them to achieve more success in life, right?
1: Well, they'll also achieve the superficial thing of looking better. That's what I always say. Like, If you actually focus on feeling the best you can in all the buckets, you actually just look better. But if you only focus on looking better, you can stress yourself out so much or take the wrong supplements or work out too much. And you're, you're just kind of going in circles.
2: Yeah. And I think that is the most powerful, you know, uh, movement that we'll, we'll see, you know, in our generation is, you know, finally, you know, moving away from that, that fear based uh, concept and where we. You know, because if we train ourselves to think like, like, I'm like, I'm working hard and I'm suffering, that might actually be a good thing, according to the old way of thinking. Yeah, right. It's not because, you know, when you finally retire, you're sick, you're, you have lack of mobility, you know, yep. Um, you are dying prematurely, and probably it's not going to be a very pleasant death, right? And so um, that is not a very inspiring life to live. And no but it's, it's the way that society um, kind of conditioned sure. us to think.
1: Yeah. They're but, programming us constantly.
2: Yeah. So viewing aging as a disease is part of that side marketing. of
1: things, right? Yeah. So do you try to approach marketing more from kind of supplying us with the scientific data? Yeah. Is that kind of like your marketing approach really?
2: Yeah. I think there's, there's opportunities where we get to really speak more broadly about the brand and, you know, like the amazing work that you and your team do is like, it's, you know, it's changing the narrative. It's having the right conversations. Um, but when it comes to also talking about products, um, we also know in, in the topical world, you know, people want things to have, they want that instantaneous gratifying effect from applying a Uh, a topical cream, a serum, a fragrance, whatever it might be, nutrition has to take a different approach. Um, Now, we have formulated in a way that people tend to get benefits quite quickly, sometimes within a week, sometimes within two weeks kind of thing. Um, But we also know that it takes time to build up in our tissue. So renew and protect our flagship product it doesn't really get fully saturated in our skin until kind of month four. So you continue to see uh, the effect over that, you know, that longer term, we need to do a lot of science to back that up. Right. We, we want it. We need, if we're going to be successful in this kind of uh, beauty and skin health, skincare uh, industry, we need products that are going to deliver benefits and deliver them fairly quickly. So we need to make sure that, uh, we have robust science to, to really back that up. And so we have invested, you know, running clinical trials is, is very expensive, but we, we were looking to do um, very novel things like could a supplement actually protect our skin from ultraviolet radiation? Yeah. We had to do that research.
1: Yeah. I love how so much, or will all of your products come from your life experience too? Like you're so passionate about them because they're helping you. So then you see the benefits and you want to help other people.
2: Yeah, I guess I'm in, in some ways I was fortunate to, you know, to have my health almost entirely taken away from me. Um, and, you know, that uh, is something that is helping, you know, me as, um you know, as a scientist, as an innovator, as an entrepreneur in you know, uh, and and, and a, a brand advocate in this industry is to
1: yeah.
2: uh, connect with that that side of my personal journey. Um, yeah, I'm super motivated to not just develop products that are going to help me in my personal life, um, but to see um, the feedback we get from from individuals yeah. who may have bought the product for a skin benefit,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: the feedback that we get often. Transcends that, like we get a lot yeah. of positive feedback on the skin. But you know, people say, you know, I just feel better, I sleep better. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you know, and, and then there's some people that have had very, you know, uh, debilitating skin conditions that you know, there's like a, a psychological trauma. It's like, you know, some things we can hide on the inside and you know, fake it till you make it. But it's like, you know, when yeah, you, yeah. some people really struggle with their skin. That is emotionally mm-hmm. scarring. Um, yeah, and so, it is. Yeah, we've had very, very emotional kind of uh, testimonials on, you know, when you create the right climate inside, yeah. it just, it's amazing the things that can really transpire from that.
1: Yeah, I feel like the renew and protect has helped my eczema. I still get a little bit, but like I used to get it bad around my eye, especially this time of year. It would already be like happening around my lips or on my eyes. Yeah. I haven't seen any of it, which is amazing. But anyways, you can just yeah. see how genuine you are about all of it. I, I just love like feeling that from you. Um, to finish up, I would love to just know if you have any recommendations for other brands that are maybe thinking about changing their narratives or shifting their business models when it comes to their marketing just to one that can support us in living our most beautiful lives.
2: Wow. Other brands. Um, that's uh, look, there are a lot of great um, brands out there in the natural product space and, and also um, uh, in the skincare. Uh, what's really interesting in the, in the skincare uh, world is, you know, I was recently attended beauty connect in Los Angeles so mm. it's really about indie beauty. So these are the next kind of, you know, uh, next generation of of brands that, you know, will eventually become more mainstream. But I love these young entrepreneurs and how forward and committed they are to being and doing different, right? And so yeah. it's uh, kind of, you know, I think when I started my entrepreneurial journey in natural products, it was a big part of it was, health but a lot of it was also environment um and i met some uh there's one brand i think it's called evio evio it's really celebrating um diversity inclusivity uh and the way that they you know have kind of integrated that into all their their brand marketing i thought was was super inspiring um Mm -hmm. there were a few other brands kind of like evio that uh i got to meet and I i apologize i just don't remember their uh their names right now um but i'm happy to share with with you afterwards but uh yeah it's it gives me hope um that they're, that you know these young entrepreneurs are recognizing that um the world that they've been <laughs> invited to participate in is is yeah. very toxic it it is um i feel bad you know like it's like what is the legacy that we're leaving and then like yeah, like we really F things up and, you know, it's like you and I can try to and are building a bridge towards a better future, but it's, it's, uh, it's really, um, it's really tragic that the, uh, the, the, the world that, you know, the, even like the Gen Z's and, and younger are what they're entering in. It's, it's a really difficult world to live in, but you find these courageous entrepreneurs who are, yeah. um, saying F you, you know, like, you know, we're going to create a revolution basically.
0: And we're yeah, using our brands,
2: you know, to do it. And and, and people are responding. Mm-hmm. And one good thing about social media, um, you know, cause there's a it's a lot of negative sides to, to, uh, uh, to social media, but the good thing is these brands are uh, these authentic brands are finding their voice. They're getting traction. Um, they're building communities. And yeah. uh, you know it's it's really inspiring i think things are, are totally going to change and it's not ever going to be one brand it's really about you know continuing to build um the community and so going back to it it's you know we're you know we are one aspect uh and we bring something of value but when you yeah. start to plug into other you know networks like the beyond beauty project you know it's it's, it's a synergistic. It's, it's the one plus one equals three, of course. And yeah. um, Yeah. So, you know, going back to brands that I love, I mean um, you know, I, I don't actually use their product. I, I will, I'm not much of a, actually I have feel very surprised, like in terms of topicals, I am so, you know, kind of bare bones, you know, I really focus almost entirely on the from the inside out but yeah yeah you recognize that you know uh, the topicals are important and uh um uh, but nevertheless as a brand a lover of brands i get inspired when i come across you know uh, yeah. these types of uh you know young entrepreneurs
1: mhm are you finding that a lot of the brands are sustainable or they're trying to be
2: yeah so yeah this is you know the skincare industry is is probably uh, if there's one uh, thing that it's it's really lagging it's it's on environmental and clean standards I did actually recently attend a um, a roundtable discussion about you know sustain just sustainable packaging in in the skincare world and it's a it's a it's one of the most depressing conversations you know you could ever have because we know that uh, plastics are Uh, even, even the ones that we think, you know, uh, go into the bin and, you know, get trucked away that those are going to be, uh, never end up in our environment or they're going to be recycled into, to new plastics. Well, guess again, you know, that's almost never happening. And, uh, you know, and the nature of a lot of topical products, like you want to, you want packaging that's going to preserve the product. Right. And you want it to be very easy to use for the consumer a lot of times this comes at a cost and and the the type of packaging the the construct of the the packaging makes it you know uh, destined for the landfill and yeah. you know every every bit of plastic that was ever produced in the world is still on this planet it's it you know we're talking yeah. thousands of years for it to go away so um yeah so in the beauty space like the like the fashion industry it it has um an ugly you know kind of uh, an underside of of really lagging in environmental standards um, yep. yeah, it's there's some brands that are trying to to be different, but they can only be as good as some of the tools that are out there like if yeah if the, if the packaging manufacturers can't come up with truly sustainable solutions or you know cities municipalities don't have are not investing in the means to really divert the packaging from going into our environment, Yeah, then. Uh, totally what what can you do? do we do we stop making products? No, we can't really do that. you know, so it's it's uh you know for Ben, you know it it has been super important. Uh, I mean, just even, you're super
1: passionate about that, so I'm sure well, you're something like a,
2: a flexible pouch like this
0: uh-huh.
2: Uh, there were other products that we wanted to launch that would have required being in a pouch, you know several you know years ago. And I just I couldn't do it because, you know, the flexible film pouches were, you know, they're lighter and they're very convenient in many ways, but they're not recyclable. These are very, Mm. you know, they have um, they're constructed with multiple layers of different materials that just make it impossible to recycle. And so they just, you know, they just accumulate. So um, finally, once again, you know, packaging innovation, this particular package is. Uh, made from a, a bio-based, um, bio-based, plant-based uh, plant resin, and the whole process is actually carbon negative. Uh, so it's um, it is fully recyclable. Um, there are some packages that are even like compostable. But nice. you know, it's that's it's, cool. It's, it's the most difficult thing I think about. You know, designing products is to yeah. have an environmental uh, conscious and initiative to to choose the best packaging possible it's very very hard to uh to really identify all the different ways that packaging does influence uh you know yeah. our, our natural landscapes
1: and and affects the product a lot of times you know yeah, it's absolutely. topical okay we covered a lot thank you so much i really i really asked you all the questions um, tell us anything exciting. I, I know you guys have Gut glow coming out. will that be out before the end of the year?
2: Yes. Yes. We, uh, the product is, it's kind of, it's on its way to the warehouse. So I, I think that uh, consumers will, if you're looking for those last minute stocking stuffers, um, the product will be available. Um, we'll call it a bit of a soft launch in December and, you know, the full, uh, roll out in our. Poop Good, Look Good campaign will kick off in January.
1: Okay, awesome. I'm so excited about that product. So Bend and Beyond Beauty Project has a beautiful series on our editorial. It's called the Education Collection. So you guys make sure to check that out. Right now we're really talking about, you know, throwing out the words anti-aging. So I love that we sort of transferred into that. Tell us where we can find you.
2: Uh, I don't have, to be honest, I don't have much of a presence myself on, on social, but, you know, um, but hopefully we can provide um, viewers and listeners with uh, all of Ben Beauty's uh, handles. Uh, We are on Instagram, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, and yes, we are now on TikTok. Um, (laughs) It's uh, something we're still trying to figure out. Um, Same. (laughs) It it was fascinating because... You know, when I was at this conference in Los Angeles, this beauty conference, it's like that everyone kept saying you have to win on TikTok. But you know, it's 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 something that initially I thought, well, this is just for like a demographic that wouldn't really want to hear from from Ben Beauty, and then I realized I was just ignorant to the fact that this is
1: no, they a will. massive,
2: powerful community where there, you know, there's a lot of amazing creators on on TikTok that are really. Inspiring people, um, yeah, introducing like I think was it like uh, Gen Z now does more information searches on TikTok than they do on Google Wow so that that gives you an idea of yeah. how powerful TikTok is, and so um, we, yes, please follow us on TikTok. We're going to get better at creating content. Um, so fun and we'll we'll keep kind of bending the narrative on beauty.
1: I love that. Thank you so much again. Thank you for being here.
2: That was my pleasure. Thanks, Bridget.
1: We'll be in touch.
0: Thank you for joining another Beyond Beauty Project conversation. Let's continue to support each other with kindness, empowered voices, and self-love. Visit us at www.beyondbeautyproject.com, where you can find all of our socials. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And listen, Bridget would love to hear from you. Don't be shy. So send us a DM or an email with your thoughts and what you want to hear about. See you beauties next time.
1: This podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own health care provider promptly. For urgent medical needs, please contact your health care provider or call 911 immediately.